Did your favorite NFL team win the Super Bowl? No? Then the NFL Draft is your Super Bowl. I'm Danny Heifetz, and from now until the draft, we are turning our fantasy football show feed into the Ringer NFL Draft Show. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we talk about the top players and most important storylines for the NFL Draft. So join us on the Ringer NFL Draft Show. It's the Ringer's Philly Special presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up. And with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Welcome to the Ringer's Philly Special, Shield Kapadia, joined by Benny Souls, a.k.a. Ben Solak, producer Cliff Augustine. It's the day, the day to go on the record with the Eagles' only seven-round mock draft. What's more fun than an Eagles-only seven-round mock draft? Benny Souls, how we doing? Back-to-back pods. We just finished Extra Point Taken. Everyone can listen to on the Ringer NFL feed. Now we got a little Eagles talk, and then you can go about your day. I don't hear you, Ben. Is your mic off? <laughs> I was eating a granola bar in the pre-show, and I don't want to chomp. No editing, on Cliff. The Zoom. That stays in. I didn't want to chomp in. on the Zoom. <laughs> I always feel bad whenever I'm snacking on Zoom calls. I was, I was, I was saying, it's nothing better than completely and totally making up a seven-round mock draft for a team, <laughs> just not knowing where any of the actual oh, other yeah. players go. Stuff changes. Just darts in the dark, trying to Jeff Driscoll it. I love it. Absolutely. Now, I now you had a granola bar in between shows. See, we started at 11 and at like 10.54, I go, I am so hungry right now. I'm not going to make it through these two shows without eating. So here's what I did. 10.54, looked in the fridge. What can I get quick? Leftover piece of pizza and like a old man slob. I took it out right here. I ate it yes, in six sir. minutes and then I came on the podcast. So 10.54, very early for pizza, but you know what? It's never I, too uh, early for pizza. I, I do intermittent fasting. And so 12 o'clock is when I can start eating. So there's ah. no chance that I was, it was not, I was eating between these two pods. That was going to happen, no question. 
All right. Now, how are you liking that? So that is not for you. I would, that is not for weight loss for you. You feel like it, what gives you some energy. You like the, it does simplify. I've done it before. It simplifies your life, which I like. Well, so first it, it, it is for weight loss a little bit. Uh, what? When we, when, when we get to the end of the Super Bowl, <laughs> all right, it's not good. When we get to the end of, of the playoffs, of the NFL season, we've just been sitting around for a while. Um, no, I've lost about 10 pounds since the end of the season. Uh, what? Been, yeah, which is good. Shield. Where? I, Why are you losing ten feet? You should be putting on ten pounds. Shield. I wear baggy shirts on purpose, <laughs> brother. Um, I uh, no, I. So I'll put it to you this way: I'm not a huge eater. Like, like I, like some people are like really excited about their meals, and like if they don't eat for a couple hours, they start to get hangry and they start to feel it. I'll go for a long time and be like, oh shoot, I didn't eat. The first thing, like one of the first things that when when, when my wife and I got married, she was really confused by was just. It'd be like 3 p.m. and I would just walk to the fridge and just start eating whatever was in front of me. And she was like, are you good? And I was like, well, I haven't eaten yet today. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, I forgot. I was doing stuff and I was working. And then eventually my stomach started to revolt. So for me, it's very, it's very natural. It feels very comfortable. And so just like kind of putting an actual regimen on it where like 12 to 8 is usually when I eat like on like a regular sleep schedule. Um, it, it's good. I get to eat whatever I want and not super worry about, you know, putting on weight and whatever. And um, yeah, black coffee in the morning, which... I was already drinking anyway. It just fits with my my natural schedule pretty nicely. Now, do you only eat two meals in that window, or are you doing something like in, you eat at twelve, then you eat dinner, whatever, around seven thirty? Are you eating in between those two? I eat when I'm hungry, so oh, I okay. get to twelve. So anytime in that window, you yeah, eat. exactly. And like, oh, okay. I'm not like you know, all right, sick. I can eat you know little oinky oinky pig man food every single minute of every single time that I can eat. But yeah. like, you know, like I don't have to worry too much about it. And okay, I should eat a roll bar. Okay, I got some leftover sausage and peppers. Gonna eat that. And then when the alarm goes off on my phone eight hours from now, stop eating. It's, it's very, it's very easy for me. Like that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in the Orthodox church, you fast a lot. Like you fast like before liturgy every Sunday before church. And so like, I just always been doing it. Just like, all right, like no breakfast today. And so I don't know, it works for me. Makes sense. Yeah, I've I've done it before, and I found it pretty uh not hearty e either. You know, yeah. it's like all right, this window I eat. It's not like it's a two hour window; it's an eight hour window. You for most of the day. I didn't see many like you know just effects from it from how I was feeling, but I still generally uh, stay in a a certain window. Although I'm not strict with it. All right, now that we got that out of the way, the important it's stuff. time. The important stuff. We will talk about the Eagles. Draft start now. I gave you late notice. I did I surprise you? I texted you like a half an hour before our first show yeah. and said, "Feel free, feel free to make trades." Had you already thought about making trades? Because you gave me your reaction was the emphasis, emphasize reaction. So I didn't know how to take. I that. gave you thumbs up. I thought I didn't give you. No, thumbs no, up. you no, no. You gave, you gave me the exclamation point. Oh, that's my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> I oh switched to the thumbs up. <laughs> okay, I was like, yeah, I, I surprised. I've been. Uh, I've been potting with you long enough to know the trades are put in the sim round mock, no question. Okay. I know my man Shield. I know he actually name. did just change it to a thumbs up. And I know no one's gonna see this. We're on video, but yeah, he just changed it. Thank you for yeah. being on the record Clarify. about changing it. All right. Yeah. Get us started. Eagles first round, pick at 10 is their first pick. Are they picking at 10? Are they moving back? Are they are they moving up? And who are they picking with, let's say, their first pick in the first round? What do you got? Yeah, I've got them moving back. As I've said, I like them as a move back team in a couple of different spots. Uh, something we didn't talk about a lot in in the um, in our pods in the pre draft, you know, kind of preamble. They don't have a round four pick or a round five pick or a round six pick. You know, what I'm saying they they 
They get to day three and they just stop picking. That's not really a spot you want to be. You like to have those dart throws, bottom of the roster guys, see if you get lucky. Um, with two first round picks, they're to me a strong trade back team. Uh, I have them moving from 10 to 17 with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers uh, reportedly have called multiple teams trying to move up for a tackle. The Steelers know the tackles are going to run off the board. They don't want to miss out on it. They like to get up. I imagine that they've called the Eagles at 10 because the Eagles pick at 10 is right in the thicket of that tackle run. Start looking at the, uh, excuse me, start looking at the, the Bears at nine, Jets at 13, Patriots at 14, right? You kind of get in the middle of all that. You feel pretty good. Uh, Eagles have been connected to tackle Peter Skaronsky at Northwestern. So there's a chance that they don't want to leave the tackle run. They want to stay in the tackle run and take one. But if Skaronsky's off the board, which I think there's a good chance he is, they could not have a guy that they like and accordingly want to move back. So I have them moving back 10 to 17 with the Steelers. The Steelers have two second round picks, uh, one 32nd overall from the Chase Claypool trade, but then their own, which is pick 49. Uh, when the uh, Steelers moved up from 20 to 10 a few years ago for Devin Bush, they did so with the first 20 overall, the second round pick, and then a future third. Uh, and, and to me, this is pretty square with that with that capital, right? You're not moving back all the way to 2017, so toss away the future third. It's not that good of a class, so I don't think trading up is going to be super expensive, so I just kept it simple. Eagles got 17 and 49 for pick 10. At 17, the Eagles take corner Deontay Banks out of Maryland. Uh, oh, ho, ho. yeah, nice. I like it. It'd be a nice uh, move. A corner that they've met with, uh, a corner that hits their uh, predilections in terms of being an elite jumper. You go and you look at, at players the Eagles have historically drafted, you find a lot of guys who jump very well. Deontay Banks, the third best broad jump for all corners in combine history for about. 12 seconds it was the second best and then the guy immediately after him in alphabetical order julius brents out of kansas state beat his number very sad. silver medal for just like a strong 20 <laughs> seconds and he lost it now he's bronze um uh, a starter on the outside multiple years high production best film against ohio state can be an uh, against the, the top receivers at ohio state marvin harrison can be a guy who can start on the outside for you in the event of an injury and sit wait in the wings and see what darius slay and james bradbury look like in the next year you don't get the nickel versatility, which might be something that you like. Let like you move him on to Maddox to safety, but I think he's a really, really good player. And I think that that outside corner depth is one of the weakest spots on an otherwise very strong roster. Love a Deontay Banks. I like Banks quite a bit too. I would be in favor of that move. Uh, Banks is an interesting guy because I'm not sure. Like I, I in my mock, I had the Patriots being kind of a surprise. Uh, surprise picking him at number 14. So uh, we will see where he ends up going. But uh, yeah, I think he's got the athletic profile. He has the production. I liked his film. You're getting a second round pick. I would give that move a thumbs up if that's what happens with the Eagles. I would give it an emphasis. You would give it an emphasis. That's right. Yes. All right. I've got the Eagles trading up from number 10 to number seven. Jalen Carter slips past Ah. the Seahawks and they say, you know what? We've done this three of the past four years. There's not a lot of blue chippers in this draft. This guy has a chance to be one of the best defensive players in football. If he hits, it's a position of need. It's a premium position. Howie says, I'm going up from number 10 to number seven with the Raiders. We're giving up the number 62 overall pick, their second rounder, and a fourth round pick in 2024. And they take Jalen Carter. 
I was really on the fence with Seattle at five. I don't know what the Seahawks are going to do. Would they take an Anthony Richardson? Would they take Jalen Carter? Is there another defensive player who they just love that they would take? I could see any of those things in play. So I think the Seahawks are the team to watch at number five. I think if Carter gets past the Seahawks at number five, then keep an eye on the Eagles. Uh, I really think there's a chance, uh, a strong chance that they look into moving up and drafting Jalen Carter. All right. Jalen Carter and Deontay Banks, the two picks mm-hmm. so far. I say, I want to say off of, if everything in the rumor mill is to be believed, which obviously everything in the rumor mill is not to be believed, but if everything in the rumor mill is to be believed, I'd say the percent chance that Jalen Carter is available on the board at seven is like 80, 85%. I don't, mm. he's not going one. He's not going two. I don't think he's going three. I don't think he's going four. I don't think he's going six. Five is the only spot where you could tell me Carter went there. And I was like, I think it's possible. I think it's reasonable. I think it makes sense. And then there's, you know, oh, the Seahawks don't want to draft Jalen Carter talk like in, in, in the streets, which like, you know, again, if everything is to be yeah. believed. So I think Carter at seven is extremely likely. And I definitely think the Eagles have inquired to small trade up prices to see if they can hop up and get Jalen Carter. And I think reading tea leaves, that's because they're worried about the Bears at nine going and getting Jalen Carter over them. And so extremely feasible that Carter's the move. Yeah, I read two reports from uh, like credible insiders this morning. I love reading all the draft columns. Love a credible and one insider. Of, and Well, I don't remember the names. That's why. It's, uh, and one of them said five is the floor for Jalen Carter. And someone said the Seahawks aren't, t- you know, are, are not taking Jalen Carter at five. They don't want to give $30 million or whatever it is. Uh, to a guy with this question mark. So no one knows anything. Uh, we don't know anything. That's why we're doing this mock draft. All right. So 30, pick number 30. You had the Eagles trading back in the first round. What do they do at 30? Do they move up? Do they move back? Do they pick at 30? And who are they taking? I left them here. I, like I said, I like 10 as a trade back spot. And I like 30 as a trade back spot. I don't want to trade back too much. And then I have to track all these separate picks and talk about all these conditions. That's too much work. I also think that there's there's a good chance that they stay at least one of the two. Uh, at 30, though, I have them taking Eddie Tommy Wadabaware, uh, or Adibare, excuse me, the, the edge rusher out of Northwestern. Now, I say edge rusher. 282 pounds. Uh, and he played a pretty decently even split of snaps between uh, the edge position and what PFF charts as an interior position on the Northwestern defense. That interior position is that that position we talk about a lot, playing on the inside shoulder of the tackle, right? So you're not really like a defensive tackle. You're like as wide as you can get while still being called a defensive tackle. That's an important role for the Eagles to fill. Uh, if you view Jordan Davis as the guy playing between the guards, Milton Williams is one of your dudes playing in that, that spot between the guard and the tackle. Fletcher Cox is another guy, but obviously they knew they needed depth last year. They needed a rotation last year. Fletch is another year older, and they don't really have that depth behind him. Defensive tackle is thin. This team loves to build through the trenches. So with Adabare, you get a guy who can be a developmental edge rusher and a guy who can potentially find early snaps in his career on the interior and an elite, elite, elite tester, one of the highest speed scores, which is basically weight-adjusted 40-yard dash. How fast, how quickly are you moving a lot of mass? One of the fastest we've ever seen at the NFL Combine. This guy's explosive. Senior bowler, high, good character, high ceiling. Great, great, great pick when you're talking about the end of end of round one. They haven't met him, but there's no way they don't like him. He's an enormous fast man in the trenches. This is this is the Philadelphia Eagles. They're fans. 
Yeah, I like looking at the pre-draft visits, but to your point there, if it's somebody who's like a high character, like, all right, your scout has no questions about them uh, type guy, then you you know, you know don't always need to bring them in for a pre-draft visit. I think it was Tony Pauline, I want to say, who said Howie Roseman loves this guy. And I, I know in the past oh. he's had some, yeah, he's had some good hits on Eagles uh, info. I think he had Cam Jurgens last year that he, he said the Eagles loved Cam Jurgens, and he ends up being the pick. So uh, I could definitely see that one. I've got the Eagles trading out of 30. Uh, now, to your point, 30 is an interesting spot because you get the fifth-year option. So there is like some appeal to staying there. Uh, if you have somebody who you think is, is a very good player who you're going to want on your team, you get the benefit uh, of having that fifth-year as an option, which is a, a nice bonus. But I've got them trading back with the Tennessee Titans who trade up from 41 to 30. They see a Hendon Hooker. Now, I don't know if Hendon Hooker is even going to be there at 30 now. I mean, the buzz over under is set at 30 and a half right now, which I find oh, hilarious. It's basically like, all right, okay. if he makes it to 30, Eagles are trading out. Somebody's coming to get him. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So I got the Titans moving up from 41 to 30. So the Eagles get 41 and they also get pick number 72 in the third round uh, in return. So I've got the Eagles making one first round pick, Jalen Carter. Ben has them coming away with Deontay Banks and Adi Tamwa Adi Barre. Yeah, Adi Tamwa Adi Barre. Yep. There you go. At 30. All right. Second round. Who do you got now? Where do you, I'm trying to remember, are you keeping track of where your picks? Yeah, I got him. I got him. So, so, so the Eagles usually. So what's hold your their first, pick? second round pick? Yeah, the Eagles usually hold the pick, number 62. They still have it, but I also have them holding pick 49 from the trade with the Steelers. Uh, that pick is a connection that I've yet to make this cycle that I really love, and I'm very upset with myself that it took me this long. Ooh, I wonder if this is the guy I'm having, I have him taken too. Let's see. Offensive lineman Matthew Bergeron. Oh, no, but that's a good one. I, yeah. I had eyes on Bergeron as a potential guy for them, yes. Yeah. So Matt Bergeron, which if you haven't heard the name, is a very solid young player, is a four-year starter at the University of Syracuse at offensive tackle. He played eight games on the right, and then he played like upwards of 30, 40-odd games on the, on the left. So this guy's as experienced as they come. He is a potential guard uh, convert just off of how he plays. He's 6'5", 320 with 34, 33 and a three-quarters inch arm. So he's got sufficient length to play on the outside. But just play style-wise, movement skill-wise, he kind of translates more to the guard position. Sounds a lot like Jack Driscoll did when he came out of Auburn, right? Tons of starts at UMass and Auburn. Was big enough to play tackle, but people thought that he probably should move into guard, so on and so forth. He's also, Bergeron, uh, a high-tier jumper, right? Not the biggest guy, but he had a 78th percentile vertical jump, 52 percentile broad jump. Eagles like jumpers. And University of Syracuse, where... Oh, Jeff Stallon was once grad assistant and offensive line coach. I, That's correct. In my uh, reporting on Jeff Stoutland uh, at the Super Bowl, I learned that he cares quite a great deal about upstate New York, more than I expected, more than I was prepared for. Did not have the requisite amount of upstate New York knowledge that I should have. <laughs> Some Southern Connecticut information that was missing out for me. So yeah, uh, I... I Watching Bergeron, watching the smoothness, watching the technicality, watching the the the, the athletic ability, he seems to me like a a uh, a Stoutland offensive lineman, and he gives them exactly what they're looking for. He's only got eight starts at right tackle, so like not the cleanest right tackle prospect, but he's a ton of experience playing tackle, and then the potential play inside of the guard. All four spots: left tackle, right tackle, left guard, right guard. I think are in the, in the potential for Bergeron, who's been talked about as like a fringe round one player, probably going to be more so square in round two. 
I love them a lot as an Eagles prediction. I like it. Good one. I'm on board with that one. Uh, I have them picking at 41. Remember, they traded back from 30, taking a different O-lineman, Steve Avila, the offensive ah, lineman Stevie. from TCU. Uh, six foot four, 332, 33-inch arms, 17 starts at center, 15 at left guard, two at right tackle, one at right guard, has played a bunch of different positions, zero holding penalties, Last season, did not give up a sack last year. Uh, this is the area where we've seen them take offensive linemen, so I think we're both on the same page there. Obviously, Cam Jurgens, Landon Dickerson, both day-two picks for the Eagles. So I think if they don't come away with an offensive lineman in the first round, there's a strong chance they use a second-round pick on an offensive lineman. Uh, lineman. You've got Bergeron. I've got Steve Avila from TCU. Did you did you watch a Steve Avila? Do you like a Steve yeah. Avila? Where are you? I feel like the film grinders really like a Steve Avila. Squatty, angry son of a gun. Really fun watch. Gives <laughs> you a good time. I not typically the body type I think of for Eagles interior players, but also like ton of experience and can play in multiple spots, which I think is the number one thing you got to be looking for right now. Is like guy who can fill role that opens for him because of injury at a moment's notice. That's what you're looking for Eagles offensive lineman right now. So if he's played at center and he's played a guard and he had that that dalliance at tackle you really like that right now you're not drafting for like all right we need a starting left guard you kind of do but mostly you're drafting for that that versatility drafting for guys you can plug and chug and play and move around there you go all right let's take a quick break and we will come back and get to benny souls's next pick this episode is brought to you by cars.com when you add your car to your garage on cars.com you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth plus View its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right, we're back on the Ringers Philly special who do you have for your next pick for the Eagles? You have another second rounder, you said. Yeah, right? I've got I've got sixty two overall. Which, okay. Uh, going through the the um the visits, you guys could probably tell now that you're listening. Um, I don't really look at who visits who a lot. Like I think that that's a lot of that's that head fake stuff. I didn't realize how many defensive tackles the Eagles have brought in. Siaka Ika, yeah, out of Baylor. Uh, uh, they brought in the the Western Kentucky kid. Uh, whose name I definitely remember. They brought in Jaqueline Roy uh, at LSU, and then they brought in Jervin Dexter out of Florida. Been a lot. The Howie Roseman drafts Gators uh, trope has kind of fallen by the wayside the last few years. We're bringing it back. Uh, Jervin Dexter's got good film. He's a very likable player. Big dude, 6'5 plus, 3'10. Vines, explosiveness. Again, 
He's a good jumper. You I, you can go back and you can look at players Eagles have selected. This is the uh, this is the 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 athletic metric that I think they care about the most. Um, that height weight. He's like a little bit taller and a little bit more linear maybe than you'd like, but it's not. That's how people felt about Fletcher Cox coming out of Mississippi State, right? And even though Dexter was kind of often used as a really interior player and kind of a, a nose and a, a gap stuffer at Florida at times, which is the Jordan Davis role, I don't think he has to be that at the NFL level. In fact, I think he'd benefit from not being that at the NFL level. So I think he can play nicely next to Davis, whereas like a guy like Siaka Ika out of Baylor, I don't know if you can get that done. I don't know if he can play something that's not the nose on uh, so to me dexter much more so has an earlier path to starting i know i said adabare can play on the interior dexter's better suited for it you don't know who you're going to get in round two when you pick the guy in round one um but yeah the gator with the explosiveness uh value in the trenches dexter's another guy like my round two guys Bergeron and dexter i feel good about as, as eagles targets i feel confident about those i had jervon on my list i didn't take him because i'm like i got jalen carter in the first i'm not gonna take yeah, uh, yeah, dexter yeah. here uh in the second but nice job by you calling out jervon by the way i, I didn't know it was jervon i thought it might be a gervon no a g it, there but it, you you nailed uh, it yeah this man is not a uh, not a proprietor of dane brugler's the beast you hate to see it very no sad. i am i just I'm going I, over I just it with a i just don't memorize them yeah you you you've had to talk about all these people before so you've had to get the pronunciation right uh i like that that's a that's a good pick i think that's a logical pick for the eagles there in the second round all right move on to the third now do you have you just have them what picks do you have them in the third they, they have 94 in the third, as they're supposed okay. to. I have them trading the pick away. Okay, well, I, I already traded for a third-round pick with my earlier trade back, so I'll go with mine, number 72. And I actually haven't watched this guy, so I'm curious to hear what you think of him. Ooh. If you've watched him, I'm, I'm going off uh, all the other stuff, other you know, having not watched him on film. DJ Turner, the second cornerback from oh. Michigan. You like a DJ Turner? I if I didn't have Banks at seventeen, DJ Turner was making it my second round, no question. Okay, excellent Eagles target. That well, now I had this is seventy two, so I don't know if he'll get there or not. I looked at uh, two different kind of seven round mocks. NFL.com had him at sixty eight, I think. So I was like, all right, I can squeeze him here and here at seventy two. Maybe they move up a little bit. Maybe the trade terms on the first round uh, are different. But uh, DJ Turner from Michigan. Five foot 11, 178, short arms, 30 and three quarter inches, but 22 starts the last two seasons for Michigan, 20 passes defended, three interceptions, ran a 4-2-6-40, my goodness, a 4-2-6-40, played both outside and in the slot. So uh, I wanted to get them a corner here on the first two days uh, of the draft, and I ended up going with DJ Turner. Other other two players I thought about. I don't know if you want to give a quick take yeah. on these. I I thought maybe a tight end here, a Laporta, a Tucker Craft. Mm-hmm. Are you a fan of uh, either of those guys? Those were my kind of backup options there. All of the above. Great tight end class. Okay. Love Craft. Love Laporta. Both of them very strong, very attractive players. There you go. You caught me mid sip there. All right. So that's my first uh, third round pick. Now I have another third. You're trading out of the third. So I'll give you my other uh, third mm-hmm. round pick. This one will come as no surprise. This was just, I had to, you know, because I, I like the guy. I think he's going to slip because of the medicals. I'm giving him a Tajay Spears here running back yeah, out yeah, of yeah. Tulane. You know, I, I don't know. We'll see how far he drops, whether he drops. But uh, man, if you feel like you can just get a nice rookie contract uh, out of him, he's somebody, talk about somebody who can help you right away 
has a lot of juice. We talked about him on the last show. Uh, can break tackles, can make people miss. Averaged 4.5 yards after contact last year. An unheard of number. Averaged 6.8 yards per carry for his career. Uh, my favorite back, my favorite non, you know, Bijan Robinson back uh, in this draft, I think. Uh, so I have them coming out of the third with DJ Turner and Ty J Spears at 94. All right, you've got them trading yeah. out of the third for what? Well, I love I love Ty J Spears. I want to say on uh on DJ Turner, he's just he's so freaking athletic, really sticky in coverage, and can play inside and outside. He's so good for the Eagles. He's so good for let's move Maddox around. Okay, Maddox gets hurt. We have a backup slot. Okay, Brad Bray gets hurt. We have a backup outside guy. Special teams value. He's so 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 good for the Eagles. Like I said, like I, I took DeAndre Banks at 17. I think it's a great pick. If they, if we end day one and the Eagles didn't take a corner, I will be tweeting about DJ Turner Friday morning. There's no, <laughs> there's no doubt in my mind. He's, he makes so much sense. That means he's great value. Yeah. So the Eagles have the 94th overall pick. And then, like I said, uh, they don't have a fourth round pick that went to uh, the Bears in the Robert Quinn trade, a fifth round pick, which went to the Saints in the Chelsea Carter Johnson trade, or a sixth round pick, which went to the Jaguars in. The Josiah Scott trade. Not one oh, that people yeah, remember. Of yeah. yeah. No, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I had that. I didn't know like, you were waiting Robert, for me. Yeah. Robert Quinn, Chelsea Gardner Johnson, and then uh, what was that last one? Oh, that's right. The Josiah Scott trade. So I have them trading 94 overall back. Uh 94 overall actually got traded last year. It was the Matt Corral pick. The uh the Chiefs owned the pick. Or excuse me, the the, the Chiefs owned the pick, they traded to the Patriots. The Patriots then traded it to the Panthers in exchange for a fourth round pick and then a future third. So for those of you playing at home, yes. The Panthers traded a future third and a fourth to get a third round pick <laughs> to draft Matt Corral, who then <laughs> didn't play any snaps for them in a year in which and Baker Mayfield not going to play and PJ snaps. Walker and Sam Donald took snaps. Just again, I just grab for those of you playing at home. I didn't want to trade for future picks because this is my seventh round mock draft and I wanted more chances to get an Eagles pick, right? So I traded with the Chiefs, yeah. who sent me 122 and 134. They sent me two back half of the fourth round picks. And they got a end of the third round pick and presumably got some receiver who's going to be great for them in week 14 for no reason. So I'm in the fourth round now with two picks. I have 122 and 134. I'm taking Cindy Brown, the safety out of Illinois, and Brenton Strange, the tight end out of Penn State. Hmm. Excellent, excellent tight end target for the Eagles is Brenton Strange. He plays more of a movement role, plays off the line of scrimmage a little bit more, is a little bit of a shorter squad year build than Dallas Goddard. They both share excellent ability after the catch. Eagles so heavily using tight ends underneath, using them in the screen game, using them in the misdirection game. They have to be guys who can run after the catch. That is Brenton Strang's number one strength right now. He is under, uh, uh, he, he lacks polish. He's not a perfect blocker. Uh, he's not a perfect receiver. He's got sloppy routes, got sloppy blocks. Man, can he move? Man, is he big? Man, when he hits somebody, does that somebody move? He is just a very, very, very good athlete. I waffled on really actually giving the Eagles a tight end because Goddard with Stoll and Calcaterra, you have two guys who are cheap, rookies. You, you brought them into the building. like You feel good, but just the Goddard injury history, I think they have to get more serious about tight end too. So Brent Strange for that reason. And then Sidney Brown. Sidney Brown is a Kayvon Wallace competitor. He's a well-built, well-muscled, heat-seeking missile of a safety that probably needs to tackle a little bit better, but he's going to have great special teams value. And, and you bring him and you bring Kayvon in and you say, all right, somebody go win the starting safety job. You're just kind of giving yourself a second bet, a second gamble there. He's got a ton of experience, loves the game, right? He, he is a tone setter, right? He misses tackles, but he absolutely, his physicality brings something to the team for sure. 
Uh, so you, you take both those guys. You say somebody win a starting safety job for me, please. Otherwise, I'm going to have to go sign Anthony Harris in August. And nobody wants us to do that. Uh, so Cindy Brown, just like, you know, is, is a nice like plug and chug camp option with high tier athleticism. So the ceiling's nice and high. Good pick in the fourth round. Yeah, it's hard to, I was like, all right, where can I find them a safety in this class? And it's, it's just difficult to, to find. So yeah, I think it's almost uh, going to be take some defensive backs on the third day and hope that one of them hits. I think with tight end, it just seems like there's a good possibility of that being the best player on their board at some point yeah. in this draft. So like, it's, and it's such not, a good I, tight end class. Yeah. And it's not like a not need, like where uh, you don't even think about it. Like you said, you know, you can upgrade at tight end two and you have insurance for Dallas Goddard, who's had some injuries in the past. So I, I actually, the more I was doing this, when I would get to different spots, I'm like, yeah, I think they're going to draft a tight end uh, in this class. And so strange is a good one there. All right. We move to the fifth round, correct? Actually, yep. I got, oh yeah, I have them trading into the fifth round. So Eagles oh, wow. your guy. trade a... I'm with you. I didn't want to give away picks like this year for, no, I want to make my picks this year. So we're actually giving picks from next year when they have 12 picks in next year's draft. So they're giving a 2024 fifth and a sixth to the Ravens for pick number 157 in the fifth round. Eric DaCosta, he believes in the whole, you know, hey, you got to draft for volume, get a lot of bites at the apple. You're giving him two picks next year for one pick this year. Fifth round, number 157. Eagles take Braden Daniels, offensive lineman from Utah. Have you grinded the Braden Daniels film, Ben? No, I brushed, <laughs> I I brushed by him. Good. Yeah, I know <laughs> okay, he good. is a, a lean athletic tackle from Utah. That's all the information I yes. have for you. Here, here's the background. Six foot four, only 294, but then 307 at his pro day. These guys, they don't need the intermittent. I mean, they're doing the opposite. How can I put on 13 pounds in like Waking three weeks Waking up in the here? middle okay. of the night, eat a peanut butter and jelly, <laughs> fall back asleep. Peanut butter and jelly. It's always peanut butter and jelly. Talk to any college prospect. It's always peanut butter and jelly uh, or maybe like a protein shake. All right. 33-inch arms. Started 43 games in college. 17 at left guard. 14 at left tackle. 12 at right tackle. Elite athletic testing, did not miss a game the last four years, reportedly had a pre-draft visit with the Eagles. Again, you don't have to put too much into that, although I do know Jeff Stoutland likes to do this weird test with offensive line prospects. I've never totally understood what it is. He makes them like bend over and touch their toes, and then he measures. I I don't know. It's something where he feels like he can measure something that he needs for his offensive linemen, so maybe they do that on the pre-draft visit. But I just looked at this, and I thought, all right, uh, experience, different positions, versatility, athleticism, durability, to, to go with what you said earlier. Uh, this is somebody, I, I feel like we can't bring up Jack Driscoll for like two different prospects. Like Jack Driscoll is not Jason Peters in his prime at the same time. He's a useful player. You need useful players. They just paid the quarterback $51 million a year. They're going to invest in the O-line. So I've got them taking Braden Daniels, O-lineman from Utah in the fifth round. All right. What do you nice. got? Who's next? Um, I've got my seventh round picks. Are you ready for the seventh Me too. rounders? All right, excellent. Yeah, let's so, go to the seventh round. Yeah, Eagles have two seventh round picks. They own their own, and then they also own from the Texans via the Vikings the 219th selection. Uh, Ross Blacklock was traded, and then Jalen Rager was traded, and now the Eagles have this pick. I am taking the, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, Guilty pleasures, right? I'm taking the, I'm, I'm spoiling myself here and I'm going skill positions and I'm going 
undersized, and I'm going fast as all get out. I took Keaton Mitchell, the running back out of ECU, Eastern Carolina, and then Darius Davis, the wide receiver out of TCU. Keaton Mitchell, you, how how do you feel about Donnell Pumphrey when the Eagles drafted him? I, w- I was in Seattle, so I don't think I had much of an opinion on uh, Donnell Pumphrey. Right. I, uh, I was first getting into this business, and I did not yet respect the rule of the big people in football games. And I saw Donnell <laughs> Pumphrey, and I said, that's going to be a good player at the NFL level, man. I love me uh, a, a, a Donnell Pumphrey. Film was great. Instincts are great. Knows how to set up tacklers. He'll be fine. And then he just never could play at the NFL level. You so maybe he, is that what happened? Because now you love, like you, you do not like small people at all. I feel like you have swung totally the other way. You love big people. Yep. So big it's people the Donald Pumphrey games. rule. Okay. Yes. Now the Eagles who drafted <laughs> Donald Pumphrey came around two years later, three years later and drafted Kenny Gainwell out of Memphis, right? They are fine. Still Boston Scott's on the roster. They're fine with small backs. They didn't, the Donald Pumphrey miss did not deter them. So Kia Mitchell, who's like, you know how everybody wants Deuce Vaughn because he's five five and it's funny. Keaton Mitchell's yeah. five eight, a buck seven, a buck eighty, right? And so he's he's the Deuce Vaughn that nobody talks about. Quick as a wink, ran a four three seven, extremely loose mover, creates a ton of stuff outside of structure, gets away from the line of scrimmage, gets into open space, and just kind of starts embarrassing kids. Uh, Tariq Cohen like sort of a player, yeah. Um, Good scat back to have, you know, pop around the roster, see if he can be a returner for you, add to your running back room, keep him on the practice squad, and then Rashad Penny goes down, and now you have three backs, and they all weigh sub-190. Congratulations. Other uh, seventh-round pick was Darius Davis. This is the best returner in the class. The 5'8", 165-pound receiver for the Horned Frogs. Not super functional on offense. However extremely dynamic returner track star has the ability to make guys miss you're bringing him in for the special team's value uh he's gonna compete with Brenton covey for that job he's gonna beat Brenton covey for that job and then you're gonna see if you can get him on the field as a quest Watkins field stretcher who's a more reliable field stretcher than quest Watkins is but seventh round picks we're talking special teams value and that's where davis is davis 100 represents a punt returning pick i think even for the lack of size he can be a pretty good one in the nfl because he is wicked quick yeah, I didn't get them a uh, wide receiver in my mock, and I'm like, they're they're definitely going to take a wide receiver at some point. They just have I feel like, that's uh, where they have roster room, right? Like if you yeah, try to take, no, they're like, definitely uh, going to take somebody. Yeah, if you try to take like, uh, I was about to say corner. If you try to take like an edge, like they don't have room to bring in like another guy. Like if they have a top guy and he's going to push somebody down off the team, that's fine. But like a seventh round guy, they don't have room. That was the thing I struggled with the tight end wide receiver. They absolutely have room. Like they to me are a clear day three wide receiver team. So it's just. After Quez, it's just like Britain Covey. Like, there's just so much space right. to carry a guy. Uh, all right. My seventh round picks are not as exciting. I went with a guy you mentioned earlier, Jaqueline Roy, the defensive tackle yeah. from LSU. Six foot three, 305. Played a lot for LSU last year, over 52 snaps per game. Uh, the beast, Dane Brugler, calls him a high effort player. Had 49 tackles, which is a nice number for a defensive tackle. Not much pass rush, but. Eagles had him in for a pre-draft visit. You just need some big bodies in there. And so I thought maybe they'd take a flyer on a Jaqueline Roy. And then I went with another LSU Tiger, a Fran Duffy favorite on day three, Jay Ward, the defensive Ooh. back. When Fran Duffy was on uh, with mm-hmm. us, he mentioned him as a possible day three target. Six yes. foot one, 188, started 13 games at safety, six at slot corner, 
Forward outside corner, block two field goals in college, can help you on special teams. Not the most athletic player, but versatility, strong football character per Brugler. Tough. I thought maybe he's the guy you take a flyer on uh, on day three with your other seventh round pick. Do you have any uh, thoughts on either of those guys? You getting Jay Ward in the seventh round? I don't know. We were cheating. I didn't know we were. I don't know. We were snagging future fifth round picks in the seventh round. No, that's how we were doing it. Going in the, let me see. Uh, Brugler has him at in the sixth round at pick uh, two oh nine. So I'm not that far. Oh no, you don't have forty picks right. here and there in the seven, in the sixth and seventh round. I mean, that could go. Uh, I like. All it. right, how about I? How about can I reverse those two? We'll we'll have Jay Ward can go yeah, two nineteen and Jaquelin Roy can go two forty eight. There yeah. you go. Jay Ward, I, I I like Jay Ward's another great Eagles option. Versatility, started his career at corner, moved to safety, got good coverage instincts. He's he's a guy who watching the SEC quarterbacks, right? Watching Young and then Richardson and then Levis. A couple of times you're like, who's who's three on on a on a oh wait, I'm not sure if he's three now. He might be 18. Who's that guy on LSU? I can't remember yeah. what his number is now. Um <laughs> and then you go and you look through like, oh Jay Ward. And then he I think he had solid testing as well. Like nothing that blew the water out, but it's like, okay, NFL caliber mover. Uh, like a Jay Ward quite a bit. Roy's not Roy's not right, half get, bad either. Those are two solid players. Give me your full class. Who do you get, yes. run it down for me? Eagles trade out of 10 for 17, draft Deontay Banks, stay at 30, draft Adetami Wadabare, uh, the edge of Northwestern. At 49, Matthew Bergeron out of Syracuse at 62, Jervin Dexter from, from Florida. They move into the fourth round, take Cindy Brown, the safety from Illinois, and Brent Strange, the tight end from Penn State. And in the seventh round, Keaton Mitchell, running back out of ECU, Darius Davis, wide receiver out of ECU. I like it. Good job. Good class. I think Eagles fans would be happy with that class. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's a fun class. It addresses needs. Good players. Balances present in future. I like that. Like I probably like it because there were like a bunch of guys who I was like, oh, I might you know think about uh, this guy. So you know, my own preferences. All right, I've got Jalen trading up for Jalen Carter in the first round at number seven, trading out of thirty, taking Steve Avila, O lineman from TCU, in the second round, taking DJ Turner, the cornerback from Michigan, in the third round, Ty J Spears, running back from Tulane, in the third round. Fifth round, Braden Daniels, offensive lineman from Utah. Seventh round, Jaquelin Roy, DTLSU. Seventh round, Jay Ward, defensive yeah. back, LSU. All I gotta right. watch. I got, I'll watch the Utah kid this week, and so that way I got I got a feel for him. Um, you don't that's have a, to. That's Please don't. Class. Yeah, no. I gotta play. It. It. I gotta, if they I gotta draft him, if they draft him, if once they draft him, it'll be fun, and we can actually, I can actually, all right, focus on here. I can focus yeah. on these ten players. We can have good conversations about all of them. All right, Cliff, get in here before we close it out. We need your prediction. We know who you want in the first round. We know you want Bijan Robinson. I had people reaching out to me saying, "I'm now on Team Bijan because of Cliff speaking with such passion on that last segment." But this is not about who you want. This is about who you think on Thursday night when we all reconvene at like two in the morning or wherever, whenever it's going to be to talk about the Eagles first round. Who are we going to be talking about as their selection? What do you got? So, fellas, after doing the math, right, I'm breaking it down. (laughs) All right. Who's going to be picked early? There's going to be four quarterbacks. It's probably going to be Jalen Carter going ahead. It's probably going to be Witherspoon Gonzalez. And I'm thinking about this, and I know Bijan is going to be available. I know Scarancy is going to be available. And I think by process of elimination, it goes down to one of those two. But I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to rock with Peter Skaronsky, stay at number 10, 
and pick him at number 10 just by the simple fact of this is just how they do. The history yeah. is we pick in the trenches. We're going to stay in the trenches. So I, I, I have a feeling that the Eagles are going to stay there, pick Skaronsky. However, I would love for what you what, what you think is going to happen, Shu. I would love for the Eagles to trade up and get Jalen Carter. And even I love Benny Souls as a um a prediction there where they trade back and go and go for you know a corner that cornerback out of Maryland. Yeah. But um I'm I just you know, I would love to see B. John Robinson with <laughs> Jalen Hurts, who just got that bag running, running all over the field, crushing every team imaginable because we have the capital to do it. We have the leeway to do it. The Eagles can do it because guess what? It's not a wasted pick. Like you're not building for the future right now. You're not actually the 10th worst team, 10th worst team in the NFL. You're really damn good. So therefore, the Eagles, man, please, if B. John Robinson <laughs> is there, Howie, if you are listening, anybody in the front office, if you, uh, Brian Johnson, anybody, Sirianni, if you are listening to this podcast, <laughs> I know you, first of all, you know, they do listen to this podcast, right? Like they, they, you know, they've reached out to me personally and said, you know, that these guys have some hot takes, but if you are listening to this podcast, take B. John Robinson at number 10, please, please do it for Philadelphia. Do it for me. Take that man at 10. Skaronsky over B. John Robinson sounds pretty much like how it would. That, like, that exactly makes sense to me. Out. I can absolutely see. It playing out uh, that way. Uh, yeah, I think if they stay at 10 and don't move back or up, I think O-line is the most like just with the way the board might fall, whether it's Broderick Jones, Paris Johnson, Skaronsky, it feels like O-line would be the most likely uh, position. All right. And then Cliff, you were going off. We should have just been recording. I mean, before we even started, you were, we, Ben and I were recording the last podcast and you were following what Jalen Hurts was saying and you were getting texts and you got very, maybe as angry as uh, we've heard you, as upset as we've heard you explain to the people what, what you were so fired up about after Jalen Hurts' press conference. I want to send a PSA out to all my friends, all my Philadelphians, all my family. I was just there yesterday. Just went to the crib, got me some soup. It was really good. If you know me, I'm Haitian. We eat uh, soup jumu. So that's, that's, my, that's my product right there. So I'm a Philadelphian through and through. Please, everyone. In the city of Philadelphia, do not print money is great, but championships are better on a T-shirt. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. Save yourself the embarrassment. If the Eagles lose some in the playoffs, deep in the playoffs, either, you know, let's say they do get a bye and, you know, they, they lose that, that second round matchup. You know how many people are going to be trolling that quote? Money is great, but championships are better. That's Please. what Jalen Hurts said, right? Yes, at the, that, at this is what Jalen Hurts said. Okay. At his press, but by the way, which I love, like yeah. Jalen Hurts yeah. is just every every single thing he says is just like I, I'm enamored by it because this dude just mentally is just there. You know what I mean? Like he's not. You can tell he's not driven by money. First of all, I, listen, we all are driven by money in some you know some form or fashion, but yeah. you can tell this dude really is just grinding away, ready to go. When he got the notification that. He, you know, that contract was ready on the table for him, ready to go. They said he was in the gym working out. He FaceTimed Sirianni and Howie and uh, yeah, I believe Nicole, I, Nicole called him and was like, hey, they're going to call you in 15 minutes with the extension. Get to the gym immediately. Like, <laughs> answer, the, answer the FaceTime on the last machine. He, he poured water on himself, right? He poured water on himself. Yeah, exactly. Look. Yeah, get the shine going. <laughs> if you watch but, the video of him dropping that quote, he's trying so hard not to laugh. Like, he gets asked the question, like, what does it mean to you? Like, how excited are you to be the highest paid player? And he, like, smirks. And then he, like, kind of wipes his face. Like, you know, pulls on the, the mouth a little bit. Like, 
Socks on his lips, just trying so hard not to break out laughing. He knows he's about to just drop an absolute line. And he's just trying to keep it locked in. And then very calmly after he collects himself. Man, Hurt's got a saying for everything, yeah. too. Like, it it, literally, yeah. that makes me eating breakfast and don't have a line. Like, this is only the breakfast for champions if he's eating yeah. weeds or something like that. Like, my man has a line for absolutely everything. But look, please. Don't put that quote on a T-shirt. Save yourselves the embarrassment. You can only do it if the Eagles do win a championship in the next okay. couple of years. That's the only way you can do that. Do not print that on a T-shirt before the season starts. But guess what, Shil? I, I guarantee you, everyone's already just ready. Already, <laughs> The people that have the T-shirt makers are already putting it, printed out, fixing out their graphic, kind of like how like we they had the it's a Philly thing ready to go. Like within yeah. two hours of, yeah. of whoever said that one, I, I guarantee you the first, the first mark of it is sure. It's probably already hitting the street. People are we probably should, like, uh, Shield, we should get a, a cliff, a t-shirt that says, don't put that on a t-shirt. That way he, <laughs> yeah. he can inform yeah, I people. I like that. I think oh. everybody know. this is his slogan. Stop putting things <laughs> no. on t-shirts. You know what? How about this? Shield and Vin, we finally get our merch. We're going to put, don't put that on the t-shirt, right? But then we're going to have the ringer Philly special logos all around it. Ringer, Spotify. I like that. Fandle. He was so anti T-shirt 15 seconds ago. And now like, no, oh, no, we no, have no, our no. merch when we're getting the money. Let's go. No, I'm anti <laughs> that quote being on the T-shirt. Quote. I'm not anti T-shirt. Mm, gotcha. I He's want wearing a T-shirt right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen, I just don't want us to be embarrassed by this quote at the end of the season and people trolling because Jalen Hurts said that. That's all. That's my PSA. I love everybody. I love you, Philadelphia. Don't kill me for this. Just being real with y'all. That's a man who's had many a conversation with Cowboys and Giants uh, and other fans uh, over the years and does not want it to come back and bite him. All right. Good seven-round mock. Great segment from Cliff. As always, listen, that'll do it for our pre-draft coverage. If you're saying, hey, what about We got to go back and listen. We did first round. We did, we did all sorts of stuff. Uh, we had three different episodes, I think. Maybe four, no, four different episodes, I think, uh, on the draft. So go back and listen to all of those. We will be back Thursday night at some point talking about what the Eagles did in the first round. So uh, everyone enjoy it. If you're looking ahead to Sixers, uh, we'll have a little, I think Cliff will have one, a same game parlay right later this week on the Ringers Philly special from FanDuel. That once we figure out who the Sixers are playing in the second round, all right, we think we know who the Sixers are playing in the second Atlanta. round. Once we Atlanta figure out when the, when the second round starts, we'll have that. Stay tuned for that. We'll have plenty more on your feed this week. All right, thanks to Ben Solak. Thanks to Cliff Augustine. I'm Shield Kapadia. We'll be back soon on the Ringers Philly Special.